Oh, fuck yeah. Another victory for daddy. Oh, I hate it. No. I cut that one. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Clip it. I hated how that felt in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the SSFL podcast. The ship has come and gone, and we've just got a little bit of a wrap-up episode to uh, wrap up the 2022 season. Um, my co-champion, Mr. Anthony Speranza, when can I get my trophy? Uh, well, we'll go to uh, custody court and we can fight over it. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. I've already had it for a year, so I feel like, I don't know, I get it four weeks, four days out of the week, you get it three, I don't know. It's a little disappointing, Tony, that you're still wanting to fight, like I thought we were done with that last week. I thought we were at the kumbaya stage. <laughs> Brendan brought it up. I'd expect nothing less. Um, I mean, well, yeah, you can get it whenever you want, especially if you want to get it engraved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of engraving, we've got another trophy to engrave, Eric. <laughs> How's it? Uh, how are you coping? Uh, you know, I was, uh, I'll be honest, I was pretty annoyed about the whole uh, shenanigans with the defense thing going into the weekend. Yeah, but I think I've had some time lie. to, re- I've had some time to reflect and I've come to a different understanding, a different feeling about it at this point. So um, coming out of the meeting last week, I was kind of reflecting and feeling frustrated that Kenny would so like bold facedly admit that he did what he did. But that really doesn't jive with, I think, who we know Kenny is as a person. So yesterday when we're watching football and you see Kenny posting that stuff about, like, his heart rate's at, like, 296 for 20 minutes during the third quarter of the Bills-Patriots game. And, like, his health is, like, seriously in concern. And then he posts that, like, really bizarre kind of question thing about if he'd started a defense in a different week against another team, like, he would have justified, like... I don't know. I think you kind of have to wonder if he's all there at this point. Like maybe the Promley stress has gotten to him so much that like, I don't even know if he knows right from wrong at this point. It changes a man. I think think, like at this point, it kind of behooves me as a person to just kind of fall on the sword for the sake of Kenny. So I want all of you guys to like, really like Kenny won guys. (laughs) He definitely won a hundred percent. Like, please. Tell Kenny he won. Kenny, if you ever want to talk about how you won, like I'm here for you. Anytime. Kenny, you won. Definitely. What this feels like to me is that you are Samwise Gamgee. Kenny is Frodo. And the ring is the Pronley. And Kenny holding on to the Pronley for too long has turned him into as close to Gollum as one man can get. But you're here to carry the burden for him the final way and, and give him a break, quite frankly, um, for his mental health. And I think that's honorable of you. It's not about me. This is about Kenny. Prayers for Kenny. Hashtag. I mean, yeah. you're really the true hero. Yeah. It's not going to save you from bringing me my beers, but, you know. It's not just for Kenny. I think it's for the good of the league as a whole. You really are, you know, let's, let's not stop at Lord of the Rings. Are, are you just Jesus? <laughs> That might be might be too far. As I said, I mean, hashtag uh, prayers for Kenny. You're making mockery saying. of this thing, Tony. You're making mockery of it right now. This is not appropriate. <laughs> no, I'm agreeing with you. Good. <laughs> Absolutely, Kenny. Good job. Good for you. You did it. Um, 
I'm very proud of you. you overcame so much adversity. Um, yeah, that's that incredible. Good for him. Longest intro of our life. Uh, Kevin, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> I'm actually a little bit relieved I haven't been caught in any of this because I've just been caught in the mucky middle. So, you know, I've already accepted my fate. Looking forward to next year. And honestly, I tuned out of fantasy for the last like week and a half, two weeks. Feels like it's pretty easy to do when you're already decided. So I'm just looking forward to playoffs now. Yeah, definitely. It was even a little strange watching football this week. I like, like it. Mahomes had that chintzy little like shovel pass, mm-hmm. like two yards for it for a touchdown. And I mean, he was like eight points and then was like, oh, no, actually, that's not. It doesn't it's, matter. It, I, I told you guys earlier, like in week 15 or 16, or whatever, that I was already getting burnt out of fantasy. I'm more than happy just to watch football as like a fan of football now. It's quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we have anything else to talk about fantasy related or should we just get right into uh, playoffs? We got a lot of other stuff to talk about. Um, no. I, the only question I had was Anthony after I know it was never really an option, but seeing the amount that Singletary put up this week, did that make you feel better about the whole decision? Uh, I knew you were going to ask that. Oh, well, that's I a good point. Actually, I'm glad you, it. I'm glad you brought it up. I, I was thinking about it too. I mean, I offered to have Singletary play his week 18 game and have that count. And so I would have been okay losing that way because he sucked. And so that's, I mean, the only, I mean, it's just the, (laughs) (laughs) Kevin's doing very good podcasting things where he makes like visual signs on, on zoom. So everyone can, can well, now that the season is fully done, can you admit that Devin Singletary is pedestrian and that's not even like a bad term? I don't. I still. I. I still think he's better than you guys are giving credit for. Um, but that's fine. All right. But um, yeah, obviously, like I feel like I dodged a bullet there. But I also feel like that was a weird game because there is two uh, kickoff returns for a touchdown. So like it's like two less possessions, and it was like a. It, I mean, it was a great like moment for Buffalo. So that was really cool. What a game! Yeah. What an opening drive. Not even opening drive. Opening minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do I you want to set out... a line on where Singletary gets drafted next year? <laughs> oh, I think I drafted him like this fifth or sixth round this year. That feels about probably where he'll go again. I mean, I think playoffs have a, a little bit of an influence. Huge influence. So we'll see how he does. Like the other thing that's different from last, because he finished really strong last year and had a pretty good playoff run last year. And look like the because he played like a lot of the snaps and everything. But what'll be interesting this playoffs is how James Cook gets incorporated, and then that'll be like the the big narrative uh, about that backfield heading into next season. So it'll be interesting. I think my takeaway at the trade deadline actually was that Naheem Hines was a playoff ad for if they get into another shootout with a team like the Bengals or with the team like the Chiefs. That Naheem Hines is the guy that's going to be on the field for like fifty percent of snaps in the third and fourth quarters and. That might be the narrative coming into next year is like, look how much they use Naheem Hines in the playoffs. It'll be like, well, it's like dreaded, like three-headed backfield. It, they might all just be undraftable. And then Kyle will still draft Naheem Hines. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have one other thing I wanted to bring up, actually, that I just was I just remembered. Um, I was hanging out with James yesterday, and he didn't know what had happened in the meeting. He didn't listen to the podcast or whatever. So I was letting him know. And he actually had an interesting take that I think we should consider if this ever comes up again, which was um, he felt like it should have gone to a vote regardless 
because the 14 of us are all like co-owners of the league and like co-kind of like owners of like what the championship is. And so it shouldn't have just been decided by the two people in the championship. And I thought that was an interesting take that we hadn't heard. That's I think that's fair. a great point. I mean, we talked about it. We mentioned it briefly in the pod, which again, nobody listened to. Um, we made those decisions based on the assumption that nobody but the people involved care. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. I, because James texted me too, and basically was like, what happened? Why do we have co-winners? This is dumb. And I was surprised, honestly. I didn't think anybody noticed or cared. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think that's a good point. I think that probably we should have gone to a vote. We should have waited for more information. I don't know. It's hard to, you know, no, look I, back I, and... I, I, I agree, Brendan. We kind of were just like, well, if the two people involved are okay with it, then that should be fine. But um, I didn't think about it from from that perspective that... Um, other people also cared about like the I guess like the sanctity of the trophy or whatever however you want to call it so yeah I don't but the thing is I don't know what the vote the, one of the options for the vote would have been to split it and it sounds like maybe that would have gotten the most votes anyway I, I'm not sure so we could have ended up here regardless it's possible and it's also possible that the vote could have had those three options and it could have been like you know five four four yeah and then we never would have stopped debating this forever yeah whereas this way it's just kind of like clean and none of us have like blood on our hands really that is actually a good point is that when we if we want to do the vote thing and and in future we need to decide like what constitutes like a winning majority with 14 well now 16 people i mean i would have argued that we would have had to have like a majority of the league or just not have tie as an option Mm. I don't know. Again, it's like, it's hard to, you know, everyone kind of, I think I was at the front of the like, let's decide now train last week and probably regret that now. Not regret that. I think that uh, with more distance from it, that was not the best choice. Yeah, I'm not sure how you would feel like you also have like the mental clarity of having had the choice done and over with to get over it for a week too. Right? Yeah. So like, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, I don't know. Um, that's a really good, great point. I think that in the future, we should do that. I, we can definitely do that. I will say I'm quite confident something like this will never happen again. This was like a once in a bazillion lifetime situation. Um, not just like the actual incident, but when it occurred and the implications it had for our fantasy matchup. Like, the stars aligned to make this like a truly unprecedented situation. But in general, yeah, maybe, perhaps we should just, if there's any dispute between two people, send it to a vote instead, I guess is like mm-hmm. the general concept. At the same time, we did host the open yeah. town hall. Like we had like eight people there. We had a good discussion. Everyone there agreed or seemed okay with it. So, yeah. 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 And like James is not going to, you know, show up for the draft and be like pissed about it. He just, you know, an opinion and i thought yeah. it was yeah. yeah i think it's a great opinion i think like it's good to have people involved let's wrap up this season uh we did a prawnly draft i think we all tried to get a little fancy let eric fall to the turn for kevin <laughs> and um it worked out well for kevin but it didn't actually work out best what does that mean it means that you came second 
did we talk about the scoring system before? No, I made it up. Okay, yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think that's. I saw that in the document, and I was like, no, 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 that's not how that happened. So all I did was I reversed 14. If you got last, that person um, scored zero points. We're going for low score. Okay. So you got zero points for Eric and then five points for Harsh. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll split it. And Tony actually beat you. Picking Jay and Kenny. Another victory for Daddy. I hate it. I got that one. (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) Clip it. I hated how that felt in my ears. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean... We could arbitrate. Do you want more points for picking the winner? That makes sense to me. No, I don't think I just saw it and no, wanted to say change, something about it. You can't it. change yeah. the scoring system now that you've already announced. I've I mean, the points are made up and it doesn't matter. So, <laughs> No, that's fine. It's fine. I, li- I like your idea for it, actually. I just was sad because I knew that I got Eric. <laughs> is, is this like, apart from like actually splitting the trophy which is unsatisfying, but it was the two best teams in my mind in the final. And then Eric, who is the worst team, sorry, but the worst team statistically won the Bromley. So is this like the most like justice that's ever been done in a fantasy football season? I think Kyle should have (laughs) won. I had so many, so many plans. One day, one day. Well, probably not actually, but. What do you guys think, uh, Kenny's got to do in the off season. I like clearly he's got the bad juju from his uh, well clipped by now comments from last year about the best team of all time. I mean, I think and, it's clear I'm recommending counseling. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I think I, we're well past that. I think that this draft will be a real decider. He was under some serious duress last yeah. draft and basically rode that excuse the entire season. It, maybe this is the start, right? Like, you know, when you play like big two or asshole and like you're the asshole for a long time and it's so hard to get out of that hole. And he just, he just bumped up one step and like, maybe that's all it takes. That's all it takes to get going. You know, yeah. that's all he needs. But one bad, one bad hand and give away a two and you're right back at the ball. Yeah, that's right. It starts to get stressful now because, you know, you don't want to be in the prom like three times in a row. That's, yeah. it sounds terrible. Yeah. It's so bad. Should we draft some playoff teams? Oh, like like who like who we think was going to win the Super Bowl? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do we want to do this? We should let Eric go first. Go in verse order for finish, so you guys figure something out. I think picking at one is like the hardest spot to pick, so I don't appreciate picking here. I think four is probably a much easier spot to pick at. It's very much a Mark Sessler take right there. You're not just going the Homer pick. So I'm trying to like separate my heart from my mind here. <laughs> Eagles out in one. You heard it here first. <laughs> the Eagles are pretty banged up, to be honest, and like have not looked good the last month. So it's hard to pick the Eagles at this point. I think there are five teams that I think reasonably could win the Super Bowl. I guess I'll go Bills with at one. Ooh. Yeah. You, sound, you didn't sound too confident. Are you I'm not sure? that confident. That's what oh, I'm saying. Okay. I think I think Bills, Bengals, Chiefs. Eagles, Niners all have like a very good shot at winning the Super Bowl this year. Oh, don't name so that's what I'm I'd love to be at four so that I could get two of them on the swing. All right. Fair enough. At two, I'm going to take uh, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bungles. Hmm. <laughs> well, I'm going to take the Chiefs. Yeah, I guess I'll take uh, the Niners and I don't want to take two teams in the same conference though. That like... Yeah, but you nearly guarantee a, a Super Bowl 
it's true that's true but you do limit you do limit your potential upside but you know i don't see a team that could upset you know those three afc teams so i'll just take the eagles as well it's a significant drop off yeah (laughs) struggling here i also want to pick an nfc team and uh i'm gonna go vikings i am gonna take the bucks wow a lot of stuff going on there so as much as I would love to see the Cowboys go undrafted here, I will take the Cowboys. Your last best team in this bracket. It's interesting. So we're we're done, right? We're not going to do yep. that more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to just like as a thought experiment. Who else do you think? Who's the like dark horse here? I can I see two personally. I okay. I would say it. it if Lamar Jackson is back, then I I like the Ravens, but I something something's weird. Something weird is happening there. It's very strange. Um, but I like the Chargers. I like the Chargers. Yeah. Do you think that the Seahawks playing the 49ers, like the 49ers is like clearly their hardest matchup in the NFC? Yes. Yeah. I think if, if your question is, is that the team the Seahawks have the least chance to beat? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But so if they, they like. They've proven that twice. Yeah. <laughs> But if they manage to rip one off for whatever reason, maybe. Well, then they if they, would play if the they win, they would play the Eagles. And in my lifetime, I don't think the Eagles have ever beat Seahawks. Have like dominated the Eagles in the playoffs. That's kind of, that's, that's a weird Carol. historical quirk. Yeah, people are bringing up like the idea that it's hard to beat the same team three times in a in a season, like in the NFL, um, which I guess is like true. Just based on statistics because there's like two teams and you can like boil it down to it's a coin flip i guess but um and generally speaking like two playoff teams from the same division means that they played tight games during the regular season but neither of the games that the seahawks and niners played were particularly close so i i don't see like why seattle would suddenly like get better in my opinion yeah that narrative always gets thrown out in these types of situations and i uh I don't actually have data on this, but I think probably we always just remember the ones that went to the team that lost the first two because they're like big upsets, quote unquote, like mm. the Bucks beating the Saints a couple of years ago. Or I think in like 2010 or something, the Jets had been blown out by the Patriots twice and then beat right. them in the divisional round of the playoffs Rams or whatever. It, Rams did it last year in the NFC Championship. Right. Uh, but that one, like those games with the Rams and I close, whereas like these yep. other two examples I'm giving were like the games right, were not right, close right. in the regular yeah. season. And then, yeah. They were in the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think, I think that's kind of just copium. It's kind of, I mean, it's not surprising given the state of the Dolphins right now. But like, it's a little sad to see them like go undrafted. Mm. I think, mm. I don't know. I like Tua. I like Waddle. They kind of just got hit with a lot of injuries. They're like literally. Li- literally limping into the playoffs. Like then Hill went out, Waddle got banged up um bridgewater can even finish the game so i i don't know that could be an ugly game i think they've also got arguably like them and the ravens have the hardest path even to the afc championship oh absolutely yeah, yeah. i wouldn't bet against any of those well i mean i i, I did but <laughs> burrow uh mahomes and allen it's sort of hard to pick any other team trying to get mm-hmm. through multiple of those guys in my opinion yeah especially um, yeah and then on the other side like Eagles banged up and the Niners have obviously they've, they've looked terrific even with, with Brock Purdy, but there is still part of me that needs to see that in the playoffs. So 
if you're picking a dark horse to me, it's got to come out of that side. Totally agree. Um, I think the dark horse that hasn't been mentioned here is the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> because they're coming in super, super, super hot. And they have a quarterback that has shown incredible growth over the last little while, which is sort of like the Bengals recipe for last year. Nobody really expected them to do it when they, when they started in the playoffs last yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like, I see the chargers more like the Bengals last year because like Herbert is like Trevor Lawrence, but you know, two or three years ahead in terms of like his development so to speak and so yeah i like that yeah. should be a really good game it will be a great the game. wild card game yeah Jags. and for the record when i said i had two teams that i could see as that dark horse those were the two teams. yeah so i don't yeah. disagree with you it's just the jacks yeah. haven't been mentioned yeah okay um let's move it on we've got our second annual hitch merrington awards the hitchies <laughs> gonna give out some awards. Gonna name some that's, people. Gonna shame some people. That's great. I didn't know we were. That's what we were calling it. That was, I think. Uh, shout out to Shar for the suggestion. Maybe Mike on the last pod. But um, yeah, it's good to have a title. Lots of layers to that name. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, off the top, got thirteen responses to the form. Holy shit! <laughs> I may have accidentally voted twice, but I don't remember. But that is. <laughs> Pretty goddamn impressive. I can't tell who responded, which is too bad. That good job, guys. That's awesome. Round league, of applause for the league. Yeah, league activity is at an all-time high right now, and we're carrying that momentum straight to Vegas. Mm-hmm. That's what's absolutely happening. love to yeah. see it. Absolutely love to see it. So first up, we've got best drafted team. Second place with four votes is me. Yeah, I think that's who I voted for. Because keep in mind that. Players you traded away that you drafted were really good, like Travis Etienne and Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. right? So, like that counts towards your draft. Like, at least that's what I, that's how I interpreted. I mean, this. even without that, I think I hit big on Jamal Williams. Yep, uh, Hokage of the Hidden Den. I think I <laughs> hit big on Mahomes, and Eckler was great the entire way. Like, yep, absolutely. But uh, number one. I genuinely do not know if this is a troll or not. Kevin, with five votes, best drafted <laughs> team in 2022. <laughs> That's, that is hard to decipher. Um, I don't so... know. It checks out. <laughs> Interesting. Well, you know what? We did talk about it when we did the post-mortem <laughs> on your team. I like for the first like four or five weeks, your team was really good. Um and but it just didn't translate to anything, and that maybe if you had moved some of those pieces at their peak value, um, you could have yeah. like done more. Mm. So like you did have like Elaire was great, Gibson was great. Obviously Andrews and Kelsey were super hot. So yeah, no, actually it's it's logical. I, I appreciate it. I think it's like a not it's a hundred percent because of the initial reaction to what I was doing, as opposed to how it actually turned out. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. score? I got a shout out. Uh, the pod that you did when I was in Mexico and Eric kind of like, I think half jokingly was like, give me five New Year's resolutions or five things you think you did better. And you just like sat there and just like fucking cranked out five <laughs> fantastic, well thought out, like very coherent points. And Eric was kind of like, oh, like, shit. Okay. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you said something like, thanks for taking that prompt seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a great prompt. I was it so was. excited. Yeah. <laughs> But I was sitting there like, you know, 
a half cut, admittedly. You're trying to come up with five coherent sentences, and it's like, oh. <laughs> I had more I wanted to talk about, and then we just decided that we were going to move on. I was like, oh, damn, I was so excited for that well, one. I think the worst part is I had five off the top of my head, which tells you how the season finished. But yeah. <laughs> Can I ask who else got votes out of curiosity? Uh, we got one vote for Kyle, Tony, <laughs> Tyler, and Harsh. Interesting. See, I, I definitely would not i was curious if i got a vote because that's not true at all i five of my first six picks were not even on my roster by the time i made playoffs so it's just interesting i'd like to also just shout out kyle actually with respect to this but i don't necessarily think that it was actually a joke there because as i said before the back end of the draft was a bit of a graveyard in the first round this year if you were picking after five or six, it was like very hard to do. And so I feel like Kevin and Kyle are the only ones that came out of that like back four with good players in the first two rounds. So Absolutely. you do actually have to give Kyle props for that like wading through the minefield of busts at the end of the at the end of Absolutely. the first round, beginning of second. And and also, um Stevenson and Dobbins were uh ended up being great picks down the stretch. So, also yeah. Kyle drafted his team and played them all season. So, you know, there's gotta be a little <laughs> bit of that coming all the way in third, not trading anyone. It's true. Yeah. True. It's a couple have come up now, Stevenson and Williams. If you go back and look at the draft, the fifth round was like an absolute gold mine of running backs this year. That's Jamal incredible. was there. And like Jamal was there, Stevenson was there, Josh Jacobs was there, and Miles Sanders was the last pick in the fourth round, which is like effectively the fifth yeah. round. So like right in that range, there was so much value. And those Josh players did really well for the most part. Yeah, that, well, that's like the running back dead zone that everyone talks about, except that was very much alive. That's incredible. Yeah. So let's flip to the other side of the coin. We've got the worst drafted team. Wait, did Kevin get any votes in this one? In third place with two <laughs> votes, Eric. What? <laughs> in second place with three votes, Kevin. <laughs> that's baloney. that's that's dope (laughs) the people have spoken the academy has spoken idiots the worst drafted team of 2022 according to you the listeners kenny welsh four votes that's who i voted for yeah Yeah. i was adamant in our uh post-draft show that i i did not like his team um and yeah evidently eric's anti-bullying campaign to start today did not work (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's much else to analyze there. You know, Kenny, I hope you get the help you need. We're here for you. <laughs> Moving on, we've got the comeback team of the year. For this one, we have a, t- a three-way tie for second place. Interesting. I hope one of them is Kenny because he didn't come last. <laughs> he did not get a single vote, actually. A lot of the votes were in before, though. So. Yeah. All right. Kyle, Shar, and Tony which I feel like we should just vote to a race. <laughs> All got two votes each for comeback team of the year. I don't, did people interpret that in a different way or <laughs> I don't understand. And then, I mean, okay, well let's, let's finish with first place. The comeback team of the year, Dion with three points. What? what? I, think, I think they mean in season comebacks. Oh, Cause okay. Anthony, you were floundering for a little bit mid season, maybe floundering strong, but like you were middling. Do, they, yeah. do these people not watch sports? Like, do they not know what comeback player of the year is about? No, they don't. Let's okay. not try we're, guys. This guys is let's not sport. alienate our listeners. Okay. By making them feel dumb. Uh, it's a totally understandable, um, error. 
Right, no, right. it's stupid. <laughs> I think we should alienate them all. We should uh, flex our authority as the Academy and name our own comeback team of the year. Mm. Kenny Walsh. Kenny Walsh. Kenny Walsh. <laughs> going to come 12th next year. I would have voted Kyle, but that's okay. Okay, Kenny Walsh, congratulations on your retconned award for comeback <laughs> team of the year. Best in-season management. Uh, we've got a joint second for Mike and Harsh with one vote each. Not sure if they named themselves or... That's interesting. That's, but no, that makes sense. The absolute clear winner, Tony, with 11 votes. Woo! Yeah, I think it's not close. Yeah. yeah. It helps when Harsh lets you take them out back and have your way. <laughs> but I and think it's pretty clear. Him. Yeah. Interesting. No, that's good. Waddle carried me all the way to the finals, so... Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. But... Uh... Wow, people put a, a actual like actually paid attention and voted on these things. That's really yeah. good. Um, what is he doing? One thing, and then he points out that everyone got everything correct. Well, <laughs> I mean, like, but yes, this one is easily the correct one. Here's a good, uh, good next one: the most universes- universally disliked team slash owner. Two for two. We got a whole bunch of people <laughs> with one vote each. Kyle with two votes. I feel like one of those was a spite vote from Tony. I don't know who I voted for. Because the clear favorite winner with seven votes, Tony, still the heel of the league. That's a real repeat. That's not 1.5. That's a real repeat. (laughs) That shit stays with you. Oh, we need to, we need some serious marketing uh, in the off season. We're going to rebrand and we're, we're coming back the good guys next year. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'll believe it when I hear it. Um, next up, we have unluckiest team. Uh, we got Harsh and Kenny with two votes each. And then Eric with a lion's share five votes for the unluckiest team. Really? Yeah. Looking at who Eric drafted, uh, big ACL problem. <laughs> <laughs> right as Brees Hall was finally starting to pan out. Goodbye, sir. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That doesn't. That wasn't too surprising for me. It was validating. I'm just a little surprised Brandon didn't get a little bit more, uh, like being in the top three there. But mm-hmm. makes sure. sense. Yeah. Um, so the last uh, fantasy related award we have to give out. Some might say it's the most prestigious award. Uh, really, it is just the most prestigious award. Is the Antonio Brown SSFL Man of the Year Award for outstanding fantasy play and banter. Um, <laughs> Kenny and Mike both came in third with one vote. Uh, Kevin gets two votes. And then the clear winner with 69, nice, percent of the votes, Char. Nice. Congratulations, oh, yeah. sir. Yeah, that's who I voted deserved. for. I remember yeah. now. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I have to say that even as the butt of a lot of this banter, uh, it's great. It's great to have someone else be the heel. It's great to have someone who knows what a heel is be the heel and really <laughs> lean into it. <laughs> I feel um, like we should get a little trophy for that, but we should do it when Antonio Brown is like shirtless doing the jump. We should get like <laughs> like the size of a little like participation one at a. If you can find that, that would be I, fantastic. Plus one retweet, yeah. love it absolutely. Or him like caught in his jersey as he's trying to get it off. <laughs> I think that really is though another really good example of people being bought in and paying a lot of attention because yeah. Sherryar was like absolutely on fire with the jokes in the group chat the entire season 
and like bringing Super Bowl samosas and doing the barbecue at the beginning of the year. Yeah, plus. absolutely. Good to see it. I'm just wondering, like, do we want to do we want to rebrand it a little bit away from Antonio Brown, or are we just stuck? You know, it's early in the in the hitchies that we can pivot. He's kind of like a terrible person. Did you I- just nominate Deshaun? <laughs> no, we're not. We're not making it the Doodler Award. Uh, no, I don't know. Like, something to consider. I thought that was kind it's of a, fair, a joke. It's a fair point. He's kind it's of a like, fair point. He's like becoming. At first, it was like fun, and now he's like actually doing like bad things. And mm. so, you know, like, I think that at the time when we came up with it, it was right after he quit. Yeah, I feel like the fact that we named it after him actually was like we interpreted the award slightly differently last year. Like we were yeah. do- kind of doing it tongue in cheek, whereas this year, clearly, we all forgot that context and just voted based on like outstanding banter and fantasy play yeah so whatever. maybe we, i think we sh- i think we can brainstorm a non-antonio brown player okay we can workshop that for next yeah. year yeah um nevertheless i think that shire was the clear-cut favorite for Absolutely. the most prestigious and valuable award in hitchies so congratulations my favorite shark quote and it's just off the top of my head and perhaps we can go and, and share if you have one but it was um, imagine drafting two tight ends and getting outscored by Taysom Hill. That <laughs> fucking killed me. Yeah. It was so unprompted. <laughs> Just from the top rope. Yeah. His comment about like how what's it like? He tried trying to or chirp me before we were playing bubble think, like, what's it like getting cucked at like every stage? <laughs> yeah. Just like I'm having it be within the rules. Yeah. yeah. That was good. <laughs> But I think also even back in week five, the week after the power rankings, you want a game and they changed his team name to High Key Suspam, no cap. <laughs> <laughs> I think everything about Taysom Hill is actually just like it uh, saw the opportunity and ran with it. And I'm a little upset, but also it's just hilarious. And he shows no remorse. Yeah, if he had done it and then just kind of like, done nothing with it the rest of the year it would have just been kind of shitty but the fact that he ran with it and made a joke yeah. out of it like resolves the issue well. It, it it is the second best outcome for me definitely podcast content is uh a good consolation prize for having to have mike boone on my team <laughs> also beating him with mike boone on my team did feel good <laughs> um okay so the next two are predictions for who will win the pronley and who will win the ship uh Cronley was Eric with a clear eight votes. So no surprises there. And Ship was actually closer with six votes for me and five for Tony. So everyone was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) No, Kevin. That's actually one. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Kenny. No, Kenny definitely won. Kevin. (laughs) Sorry, Kenny. This is actually impressive that um, 11 people picked like the, the finals, like, that's yeah interesting okay so next up we have the nfl players and teams awards so first up we have biggest bust player um (laughs) there are a couple this was my my mistake was making this an open uh text field because my favorite answers are eric (laughs) 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 anyone on kenny's team and in all caps Bro Knox country, let's ride. <laughs> um, Bro Knox. <laughs> for serious answers, we've got Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, 
And Cup are the ones I'm seeing more than one of. Hmm. Cup's hard because injuries I don't classify as bust, but that's partially Jonathan Taylor's problem too. I mean, Cam, Cam Akers, I guess, is pretty bad. Got to be an Allen a... Robinson in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. There was one Allen Robinson. Yeah. So um, I think I, I didn't quite understand the wording that you put. You you labeled the field as biggest bust player, and I clearly played the most busts this year, so I voted for myself. <laughs> I actually put Camara. I think that I, I was the only person that could put Camara, but um, we talked about this a uh, while, a couple episodes ago, like, you know, the... It's true. Very underwhelming performance. Fair. Did Kyle Pitts not get any love either? No. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we want to just leave that one unresolved or just give it to Bronox Country Let's Ride. I mean, that I was going to bring that up because all of the... Uh, every Bronco disappointed. Like, so if you drafted a Denver Bronco... The that Curse of the Bronco. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like to change. I think we should just say yeah. the whole entire Broncos offense. Yeah. I, I think the point is that this award has to have some value of where they were drafted at, which is why it's hard for any of the Broncos to win it. Well, Javante the Broncos Williams. were drafted before the middle of the second round. Yeah. And, like, Javante Williams wasn't exactly a bust. He tore his ACL in, like, week two. Mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. Like, a, getting injured and getting a, and being a bust are not exactly the same thing. It's true. So it's likely he would have been a bust. Let's be real. Yeah, shown well, anything thing, up to that right? point, and the yeah. team was trash. So, like, he probably would have been, but probably acres then, based on draft capital. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but I think you can make a strong case for um, Taylor and mm-hmm. Kamara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That definition. Um, next up, we have fantasy MVP. I got a couple um, honorary mentions here. I've got Tyler Bass with one vote. <laughs> That's uh, from Kenny. It must be. I, I can't That's tell. Pretty yeah. good. That's pretty good. I got Jake Joshups with one vote. <laughs> All right, is someone doing this on purpose? <laughs> I like that one because it's not the. Fr- it's that's clever. That's original. That's good. Must yeah. have been Tyler because he had Jake Joshups in our other league, and that was his nickname for him on Sleeper. That's fantastic. Um, in actual second place with four votes, we have Huston Hefferson. No, no, he disqualified based on his Week 17 performance. <laughs> <laughs> and um, in first, with five votes, two of which belong to Patty Mice and Mahomey, i.e. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Wow, that's hmm. fascinating that we think as a league that the a quarterback was the most valuable player, and I don't necessarily disagree. I just think it's fascinating. Yeah. I don't know how, sorry, I don't know how Josh Jacobs doesn't get more votes here. I think Josh Jacobs yeah. is clearly the MVP of fantasy this year. Yeah, like, I overlooked Because of the draft capital. Yeah, I agree. Now yeah. that you told me when he, I thought he was drafted earlier, so I didn't, um, I don't think I voted for him, but I absolutely agree. Um, I think that. there's some like playoff bias here where mm-hmm. both of the other two players were from playoff winning teams. Mm-hmm. But, but Although Mahomes- Char was third. Mahomes was drafted relatively late as well, right after Josh Allen, which um, it, fourth or fifth round, Brendan? Mm, I think fifth. Right, which is pretty incredible, actually. So uh, it's, yeah, interesting. I mean, the people voted, although yeah. I think Josh Jacobs is a pretty easily defensible. I don't think that Justin Jefferson compares to either of them. I mean, up until the point... Like he wasn't like Eric said, 
offline that he was on pace to break Megatron's record. And so I don't mm. know when some of these votes were in, but he was like looking like the MVP, I think, at the time. So I, I think Justin Jefferson, like to me, Justin Jefferson was what two picks later than Austin Eckler. They both won their position by like yeah. roughly the same amount. True. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't see a huge distinction between the two. Fair enough. I think, I mean, maybe compared to Josh Jacobs, there's not a good comparison, but like Jamal Williams scored a lot of touchdowns for, I think I drafted him like the sixth round. Yeah, he broke Barry Sanders' uh, record for Detroit Lion uh, rushing touchdowns in season. So there you go. An average of like three yards per carry. <laughs> if that. Oh, sorry. Jamal Williams was the eighth round. Oof. And uh, Patty Mahomes was the fourth round. Oh, okay. Fourth round, 11th pick. Three after Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought he was oops, line blow. But yeah, that doesn't make sense. Quarterback of the year. Uh, honorable mention to uh, Broncos country. Let's ride. <laughs> what about Bronox country, though? Uh, they messed up the ballot. And uh, a Halen Jertz appearance. <laughs> and then uh, your boy Patty Ice has nine votes split across... Uh, Patrick Ice, Patrick Mahomes, Patty Dice, and uh, Pat Mahomes. So, Patty Dice. That's yeah, a that's a new one. I do appreciate the Patrick Mahomes, given the full proper name. Patty Dice is um, what you draft in Vegas. <laughs> be drafting Patty Dice. Uh, running back of the year. We have a tie. Insect? No, no, we don't. Sorry, someone put Jake Joshubs again, and it's throwing me off. <laughs> in third, CMC, hmm. two votes, reasonable. Yeah. In second, Austin Eckler with three votes. Yeah. Yeah. And then in first, uh, Jake Joshubs with four wow. votes, five votes. Sorry, five. Seems that's, in- that's interesting. Obviously, people took into account like relative value because mm-hmm. if you just went by points, then Austin Eckler is the number one option. But um, right. yeah, I think it's but fair. If you just went by points, then it wouldn't yeah. be the Hitchies, would it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's fair. I think that's well earned by Josh. I can't even. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't, what is it again? Jake Joshubs. Jake Joshubs. That's wow. Our final hitchy of the night to give out, wide receiver of the year. Um, we got a tie for second, Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill with two votes each. Hmm. And then a clear winner with eight votes, Huston Hefferson. No, himself. He's, disqual- he's disqualified. Well, eight other people voted for him. I know I voted for him too. But... Mm, pre-week 17. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. What about tight ends? Uh, we didn't do that. I don't think we need to. It's like Kelsey and it's not close. No, sorry. Yeah, it's Taysom Hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is Kelsey and it's not close. Where does Kelsey get drafted next year? Every uh, year. It's where's like Kevin picking? It's like one year closer to the inevitable fall off, but I don't know, man. Like he keeps defying expectations. So. It's the only year I've ever had him, to be fair. Um, yeah, no, it's a good question. I will shotgun a beer if he goes to the second round. Huh. Uh, yeah. I think the only way that happens is if there's some news that we don't foresee currently that comes out about him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Like he, him or Patrick Mahomes would have to be hurt mm-hmm. or not on the team between now and then for him to go to the second round. Where does Mahomes go? Do does know? Travis Kelsey go before a quarterback? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was my, kind of my question. We're, I still don't think we're going to see that hard of a market correction in our league with quarterbacks. I think Mahomes probably goes at like late second, early third. There is a, a scenario where you could get the Kelsey Mahomes stack if you wanted to. Like if you pick kind of like mid to late first round and i think that's justifiable i think that's super spicy yeah um <laughs> i'm just trying to think of the like absolute crapshoot of running backs you would have in that situation running backs Say, would be weird next year <clears throat> yeah i mean yeah like if you did that this year you could have conceivably drafted like josh jacobs and jamal williams mm-hmm. like later and still had like a good team. Yeah, two two years ago, that's what Kevin and Eric tried to do, but they kept picking each other's players in that in that uh, zone. So that was Eric's fault. <laughs> I think the other thing with two years ago is that the the wide receivers didn't follow the trend of being safe early. Right. Yeah. Whereas this year, wide receivers were super safe early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you had done it this year, you were in much better shape. Than- yeah, that's fair. That's true. That's fair. So by proxy next year, you go back to drafting running backs in the first round. Yeah, I will be. Yeah. So the uh, over the last ten years, the stat is that seventy-five percent of wide receivers that finish the year as a number one wide receiver also do the next year, and running backs are like fifty. As the number one, or no, as a number oh, one, as a number fantasy, one. like you. a top fourteen. Yeah, seventy-five yeah. percent of them return. Which is like really, really good hit rate, actually. Yeah, it it is really good, but I don't necessarily like that metric because what you really want, like, if you draft Justin Jefferson and he becomes the wide receiver fourteen, like that's a disappointment. So it's not like a great metric, and also like wide receivers like eight through fourteen all tend to be separated by like you know like six points. So I don't know if. I, I never really liked that. Like, if you finish in the top 14, you're like a wide receiver one. There's some yeah. total points. Hmm. All right. Those have been your 2022 Hitch Merrington Awards. Thanks for coming. We'll see you all in Vegas next year. I am so unbelievably excited. Um, are, we, are we clear that this is the this is the finale of season two of the SSFL podcast? That's This is the finale.